Welcome to the Hanging with the Muses podcast, a late blooming creative's quest to make a living making stuff. I'm Tiffany Prashera, and I've been a composer, author, and voice artist for decades, but I'm not exactly where I'd like to be in my career. Join me as I strive for greatness, or at least some decent semblance of mediocrity, and share tips about what I've been learning along the way. Greetings and salutations, and welcome to the Hanging with the Muses podcast. How you doing today? Hope you are doing well wherever you may be. Today, on this episode, I want to talk to you a little bit about the ways that we create. Sometimes we don't always think about what works best for us in terms of our creative process. So I was talking with someone recently, and she's in the process of working on a book, which is awesome. And I no doubt is going to be an amazing book that will inspire millions and millions of people. But here's the thing. She, she is concerned about her motivation in the sense that there are many times where she feels that she should be writing, but she doesn't. And it made me think as she was talking, what would motivate her to write? So I asked her this. First of all, I said, we can be motivated by different things. Some people are motivated by that blank slate, the idea of starting something from scratch and here's a brand new idea. Some people are totally terrified by that, but some people do get excited about it. Is that where you're at? Are you one of those people who loves to see a blank piece of paper or a blank screen and the ideas just come flooding in? The great thing about that is that you can start something anytime. The challenge with that is that once you have started the process, do you get demotivated, right? Do you say, well, you know, the, the thrill is gone. It's just like the beginning of a relationship. You just say, well, that was really exciting and now it's boring me. So I'm going to move on to something else. You have to get to the point where you can finish something. So then if you are one of those blank page people, you have to find another aspect of the project to motivate you. Then there is the idea of being someone who likes things in motion, right? Likes things in motion. Um, sometimes when you open up a book, are you always thrilled by the first few pages? Not necessarily. But once the story gets going, then you're like, oh, I have to keep moving further and further and further and further because I want to know what happens. So sometimes it's getting over that hump of the initial idea getting that down, and then your excitement can build. So you have to find a way to get yourself motivated to start in the first place. And then what she discovered is that she's one of those people who likes things that are done. <laughs> so basically, the process is the process, but she loves seeing the completed project all wrapped up with a shiny bow. And that's fabulous. Having something completed is a beautiful thing. And seeing it all put together and perhaps, you know, on a store shelf or whatever type of project you're working on, but you still have to get the project done to get to that point, right? You can't end it if you don't begin it. So it's about looking at where the process is exciting for you, okay? 
And then there's the idea of how you work. Some people are very solitary. They don't want any other input. They don't want collaboration. They don't want any of that. It's just like, leave me in my space with my writing or my music or whatever it is. And I'm good. I myself am not entirely sure where I fit into that. I have been asked to work on projects for people. They'll, they'll ask me to write music for this song, you know, to their lyrics or something like that. But I have rarely, I can't think in recent memory of when I've actually had a collaborative scenario where like, let's sit down, let's work on this. I know when I have uh, composed music for people, seeing it performed, especially I, I did an opera when I was in university and seeing that all come together was hugely exciting for me. And they did, the performers did an amazing job. I was just tickled pink, but that wasn't why I did it, right? That I, I wasn't writing it to envision the final thing. The process of creating it was just as exciting for me. And I did that all on my own. Like I wrote the words, I did the music, the orchestration, the whole bit. But I'm open to it. I think if there was somebody that I really liked what they were doing and we decided, hey, let's work on a project together, I would be open to that, I think, and at least give it a try. Now, you, have, you do have to recognize that you will have differences of opinion and, and there will be compromises, but I think that helps you grow, especially like if I was working with somebody who I really respect and who is better than I am, I'd be like, oh my God, I'd be scared, but I know I would learn so much. I know I would learn so much from it. So I'm, I'm totally open to that. But some people are perfectly fine in their solitude and they wouldn't want it any other way. I know with the work that I have done, part of the reason I guess I haven't collaborated is because I do have my own ideas. Like there are a lot of composers that will say work on the text of other writers like poets and that sort of thing. And they'll set that to music. Again, I am open to that. There is a lot of amazing poetry and text out there, but I'm also, I also get excited by my own thoughts. So, you know, I'm like, if I have something to say, then why would I not say it? But I suppose it's an exercise too. I, you can see some of these things as exercises and stretching yourself by using, you know, say if I were to use other people's words and set them to music, that'd be fun. Then there are people who thrive on collaboration. The person that I was talking to, I was having this discussion with, she was saying, you know, I realized looking back that she was part of this organization and what she wanted was she had all these ideas and she wanted these other people in the group to help her bring her ideas to life. And what she calls it is wanting somebody to play with. And I don't know if it's so much about wanting other people's input or anything like that, but she just wants people to play with and wants people to bring her vision to life. And that's what would make her happy. That's what would make her happy. And maybe that's the same for you too. Maybe you've tried the alone thing and, and you don't find it fulfilling, but if you had those, those playmates, those collaborators, then that would really get you inspired. It's about looking back at the moments that have excited you. 
in your creative life and in your life in general, because sometimes these things happen outside of the creative realm that are really actually pertinent to what we do as creators. So look back and say, when was I excited? When was I excited? There's also the why behind what you're doing. And we can forget that so often we can forget that. And I, so I asked my friend, I said, why are you doing this? And she's very much, she knows a lot about herself. And I said, it's because you want to teach people. You want to guide them. You want to inspire them. And that's really, you know, the, the impetus for everything that she does in her life. So I said, if you can keep that in mind, that that's what you're about, you are about leading, guiding, and inspiring people, that every time you look at that screen, or every time you look at that piece of paper to write, you can remind yourself that that's why you're doing it. And let that juice you up. Let that get everything flowing. And I think she appreciated that. And I think, and I don't know, to me, that makes sense. And there's also a why in terms of what we get out of it, right? Because if you don't like what you're doing as a creator, why are you doing it? I ask you, why? Why? You have to know what the process does for you and what you hope to get out of it. Because sometimes that's all we can control is what we are getting out of it, right? Are you learning yourself about the world or about yourself? Do you get to hear the beautiful music that you put together, even if nobody else does? Is it a meditative thing that you get to relax when you are at the canvas painting? Think about those things. Find out what your craft means to you, what you want to get out of it, and what you want to give to others. Knowing that you can only control so much. So it is your environment that you create in, which we've already talked about in a previous episode. It is the way that you create in terms of who you are around and how you like to collaborate or not. And it is about the why. That's probably the most important thing because that's the real motivator and everything else can just fall into place from there. I'd like to share a little bit about what I've been up to and how it's going. As I mentioned in the last episode, I've been working on some instrumental tracks and there was this Latin track that just wasn't quite gelling, which is fine. You know, sometimes you have to let things percolate and then come back to them. So I set that aside and focused on some different grooves and I think it's going well. I I like what's happening and one of the tracks is actually done. So I like to play a little snippet of it for you now. Here you go.
hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> I'm going to be making a video of it so I can put it on YouTube and all that stuff. Probably today, actually. Uh, so keep tuned for that. And then I've also been inspired to kind of go back to my classical roots a bit. You know, that's what I grew up learning. And when I got my composition degree, it was in contemporary classical music. So I wanted to get that feel again. I mean, yes, I'm working in a digital world, but I do love the sound of an orchestra and the flow of a string section. So this is going to be a string-based piece that I'm working on right now, which hopefully I'll have that for you next time. And so that's what I've been working on so far. And I'm having fun. I've been more productive than I have been in a while um, in some ways. I'm still not actually getting out as much as I would like because I know people will do several tracks in a week and all that kind of thing. And I'm going to work on my output, shall we say. And uh, there are new tools that I, I have that I want to explore and learn how to use because there are different aspects to the creative process. There is, I, I can't remember specifically what they are called, but I've heard about this explained really well before. There is the kind of performance mode where you are specifically practicing for something or you are preparing to go into the studio or a concert or something like that. And then there is the kind of exploratory mode where you are just doing to do and you're, you're practicing and just growing without a specific aim. And I think both of those things are important. So there are new tools that I want to learn how to use I uh, need to take some time to do that. And also, you know, have those things with actual output potential and to say, here is what I've created. But you need both sides because when you're in that exploratory mode, that helps to make you a better ultimate creator or a better performer as opposed to just, I'm going to spend all of my time practicing for this specific gig and doing nothing else. You have to become a well-rounded artiste and that comes in the form of working on different aspects of your craft. Like I'm trying to develop my jazz chops right now. So it's working on those scales, those chord progressions that help you play jazz, right? You don't just sit down and say, okay, I have a gig. It's going to be a jazz gig. These are the songs I'm going to do. You have to learn the tools of your craft to be able to manipulate them for ultimate performance. But that exploratory phase is really important. Just saying. Yeah, so that's what I've been up to. Now for something that I have listened to, watched, or read that I thought was pretty inspiring and cool, and I think you might like it too. So last year, I was actually in France on my birthday, which is coming up in the not-too-distant future. And I had the opportunity of watching the Eurovision Song Contest. It's basically... A representative from each European country gets to submit an artist in a song. They perform. I'm not sure how many nights they perform for. We just saw the, the last show. So perhaps it goes on for a number of days. I'm, I'm assuming it does. And then 
the winner is crowned with the best song of the year. I had heard about this contest before because it's been going on for decades, but because I live in Canada, I haven't been able to see it or experience it in any way. You can't even, you couldn't even watch the show online. So I was so lucky to have been able to experience this for the first time. And I immediately got the CD from that year, the recording. And so the event is coming up again in May, but unfortunately the event itself has been canceled due to the situation we are in. But the recording of all of the artists is still going to be available. I believe May 15th is the official date. So I would suggest go to the Eurovision Song Contest website and they have a list of videos for all of the songs and all the, the songs that are available this year. Listen to it. Check out what all of these artists are doing from all over the world because we can, it's so easy for us to be in our little bubble if you're not from Europe. And if you are, hello. <laughs> and you already know all about this, right? Um, but if you're not from that area, it's so easy to be in our bubble and just know what we know of music and think that that's all that's out there. But there is so much out there to experience. So I would say this is the time to check out the Eurovision Song Contest and maybe get your copy of the CD or the download or whatever it may be at this point in time. I think it's available in both methods. So check it out, Eurovision Song Contest. So that's it for this episode of Hanging with the Muses. Hope you enjoyed. And if you'd like to keep in touch, you can find me on my website at tiffanyprochera.com, on Facebook at Swimming Tigress Music, on Twitter at Swimming Tigress and at Tiffany Prochera. On YouTube, you can get me at Swimming Tigress Music if you want to check out some videos. And I am getting a little bit more active on the Instagram at Tiffany Prochera. So check me out there too. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you have a fabulous day and we will see you next time.